If you've heard me say oot and a boot, you know I'm a Canadian. And we Canadians are accustomed to a little cold. Okay, a lot of cold. It's not so bad here on the West Coast, but folks from Winnipeg can endure temperatures colder than the surface of Mars. Seriously, who lives like that? And on one of those cold days, even on a clear sunny day, the sun is pointless and worthless. As the bone chilling cold numbs your fingers and toes, it's as if the sun itself has gone cold, sapping away all the joy and happiness in the world. And don't get me started about the rain. Clearly, I need to take more tropical vacations. But we know the sun isn't cold at all. It's just that the atmosphere around you feels cold. The surface of the sun is always the same balmy 5,500 degrees Celsius. Just to give you perspective, that's hot enough to melt iron, nickel, rock, even carbon melts at 2,500 C. So no question, the sun is hot. And you know that the sun is hot because it's bright. There are actually photons streaming from the sun at various wavelengths, from radio, infrared, through the visible spectrum, and into the ultraviolet. There are even X-ray photons blasting off the sun. If the sun was cooler, it would look redder, just like a cooler red dwarf star. And if the sun was hotter, it would appear more blue. But could you have a star that's cooler or even downright cold? The answer is yes. You just have to be willing to expand your definition of what a star is. Under the normal definition, a star is a collection of hydrogen, helium, and other elements that came together by mutual gravity. The intense gravitational pressure of all that mass raised temperatures at the core of the star to the point that hydrogen could be fused into helium. This reaction releases more energy than it takes, which causes the sun to emit energy. The coolest possible red dwarf star, one with only 7.5% the mass of the sun, will still have a temperature of about 2300 Celsius, a little less than the melting point of carbon. But if a star doesn't have enough mass to ignite fusion, it becomes a brown dwarf. It's heated by the mechanical action of all that mass compressing inward, but it's cooler. Average brown dwarfs will be about 1700 Celsius, which actually is still really hot, like molten rock hot. Brown dwarfs can actually get a lot cooler. A new class of these stars were discovered by the Wise Space Observatory that start at 300 degrees and go all the way down to about 27 degrees or, or room temperature. This means that there are stars out there that you could touch, except you couldn't because they'd still have more than a dozen times the mass of Jupiter and would tear your arm off with their intense gravity. And anyway, they don't have a solid surface, so no, you can't actually touch them. That's about as cold as stars get today in the universe. But if you're willing to be very, very patient, then it's a different story. Our own sun will eventually run out of fuel, die, and become a white dwarf. It'll start out hot, but over the eons, it'll cool down, eventually becoming the same temperature as the background level of the universe, just a few degrees above absolute zero. Astronomers call these black dwarfs. We're talking a long time though. In fact, in the 13.8 billion years that the universe has been around, no white dwarfs have had enough time to cool down significantly. In fact, it would take about a quadrillion years to get within a few degrees of the cosmic microwave background radiation temperature. Stars are hot. That's pretty much the rule. Almost stars and dead stars can be much cooler. 
but are they really stars? I'll let you fight about that in the comments. Did you have any more questions about stars? Let me know in the comments and I'll get researching. In our next episode, we talk about planetary transits, like the Mercury one that just happened, but I didn't get a chance to see because of our stupid West Coast weather is stupid. You're watching this video, but there's a special group of wonderful people who make these videos actually happen. Our Patreon community. Thanks to the 512 patrons, we can make these videos, do podcasts, and write all the stories on Universe Today. If you love space and astronomy and want to support what we're doing, please join our Patreon community. You get to see these videos ahead of time, hang out with me and the team, and see plenty of unreleased material. Oh, and we'll remove all the ads from Universe Today. And we'd like to thank Hans Inga Fagleri, Andre Santos, and the rest of the members who support us in making great space and astronomy content. Want to get on the action? Go to patreon.com slash universe today.